Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition. Today's guest is Dorian Cook of the band Broadside. Dorian does guitars and vocals for Broadside, and Broadside just released their brand new album, Paradise, through Victory Records. If you listen to the Ian Hates Music Weekly Show, you remember our review for Paradise and how much we liked it. If you haven't heard it yet, you've got to check it out. But let's not hold you back from this conversation any longer. To give you a taste of Paradise, here's the first single, Puzzle Pieces. Enjoy. And welcome back, everyone. I am very excited because tonight my special guest is Dorian Cook from the band Broadside. Dorian, how are you doing today? Dude, I'm good, man. Uh, it's a really good, sunny day out here in Virginia, and uh, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing really well, man. How about yourself? Oh, very nice. Thank you for asking. Yeah, it's been a good day. It's been a long day, obviously. And I guess the question to you then right away, are you done with your recent tour so you're back in Virginia? Yeah, as of now, we're like, we, we're done with our, we just wrapped up our spring tour with uh, Real Friends and Have Mercy, Tiny Moving Parts and Nothing Nowhere. And 
came back and we wanted to do like some PR stuff for the record and stuff. We have a couple of like summer off shows, but we're like gearing up for, you know, a, a really, a really cool schedule for the, the brand new record. We want to make it as, you know, as uh, big and crazy as we possibly can. So we're kind of just like getting everything ready now. Very nice. You know, I didn't start out by saying the new album Paradise, because if anyone listens to Ian Hates Music on a weekly basis, they know how much we love this album and how much I was looking forward to talking to you about it. How are you feeling now being about a week out from that release? Oh, dude. First off, thanks. I appreciate that very, very much. You have no idea. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it, dude, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, it, because, like, you know, we, 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 like, us as a band and us as individuals, we, we are very, we try to be very realistic about ourselves and, like, where we are. Sure. So we're like, you know, we went to, like, when we did Warped or something, we were like, ah, 10 people would be there and watching us, and, and it just kind of blew our, like, it blew us, it blew us away. But it was the same kind of thing here, you know. We put a lot of hard work into it, obviously, and we you know we were very careful about writing it, and we put a lot of time, a lot of heart, passion, all that good stuff. Right. And when it came down to it, we, you know, we're all kind of looking around, like, you know, maybe like ten people uh, will buy it, and like maybe someone will like it, you know, just kind of you know jokes. Sure. But like, truly, <laughs> honestly, the the feedback that we've been getting, like online and and just in general, has been like really really cool. Everyone has been saying really really nice stuff about it so like thank you uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know I'm, it was definitely like overwhelming to see that many people be excited about something we had any any part in creating so it's been it's been really sick to like hear people let it you know marinate with them and start breaking the lyrics down and you know interpreting things in their own way you know yeah that's it's been sick that is great to hear and i'm glad that you can take a compliment because i'm gonna have a few more as the show goes on, so that is good to know. We just did a review for it on the weekly show, so that'll be coming out very soon. But I was very happy as well because I just recently saw you with Real Friends and Tiny Moving Parts because I do the show from Boston, so I saw you at the Paradise. Oh, dang. Dude, yeah, that show was so much fun. Yeah. We love playing Boston. No, that's great. Just in case people don't know, you play guitar and you also do backing vocals, correct? Yeah. It was always been like uh, I'm guitar and I do like backing vocals and harmonies and stuff, mm -hmm. but uh, we we definitely like experimented on the new record and like I sing a lot more on the new record than I did Old Bones on right. Paradise, mm -hmm. and uh, it was cool being able to experiment with two with two voices and stuff. And it, but it's been really it has been like weird transitioning a little bit honestly. Right. And that's kind of where I wanted to go with that because I noticed that you were doing a lot more of the vocals live, which I didn't see when I saw you. And you might not remember this. Maybe it sticks out a little bit because it was a little bit weirder. But I had seen you last year as well. After Old Bones had come out, you were at that art gallery in Cambridge, Mass. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. You guys killed it at that Ollie show. Had, Ollie had to stand up on a, on a, yeah. Ollie had to stand up on a piano. <laughs> Because people were like crowding and like pushing forward and stuff as a floor show. Yep. And he, like went over to this piano and just like stole this piano bench and got on top. <laughs> and uh, that was that was a blast. No, it oh, was. Sorry. It was no, no. It was a really great show. I'm glad you remember that because yeah, it seemed like the crowd really was into it. They knew the lyrics, but I don't remember you doing as much backing vocals when you were there. And then to see you after Paradise comes out with this kind of expanded role, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, like, uh, we, like, we've been wanting to make, you know, our live performances, you know, more full. So, like, I was pretty new to the band when, when we were, when we went into the studio for Old Bones. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, I was, I was doing, like, I was doing a lot of writing, yeah, like, musically and stuff, and we were doing a lot of experimentation, and, you know, and I did, like, a lot of harmonies and stuff, but it wasn't until we started touring and they were like, oh, you can actually, like, hold, a, you can hold a tune, kind of. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so they were like, well, why don't you do this backup and this backup? And then one thing led to another, and, you know, I just started singing a lot more. And it, Because we wanted to make the performance full. We wanted a lot of harmonies, a lot of back vocals and stuff like that as much as we could, you know. 
day. So that's kind of that's kind of how that came about. So then, what you're basically saying as well is, so when you were newer to the band during Old Bones, you didn't have that much of a say originally. And then when you guys went into doing Paradise, oh, I, oh go ahead. Oh no, sorry. Like I, I did, like you know, I did uh, have a say like creatively and stuff. Oh, good. Okay. It was also like it was. I don't know. It was like you know, like I was, I was like, hey, I'll write all this stuff. I sing too. Not a big deal. I'll, I'll you come back to me. And you know, I was like just focusing on the music at the time. And then it wasn't until like. Like other like everybody else in the band was like, yeah, you 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 sing all right or whatever, and I was like, yeah, that's bullshit. But you know, <laughs> and then like, you know, it's, and then but like after that, we went into into paradise, and like we basically were like, all right, clean slate, let's do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ollie was interested in incorporating myself more because he's like a really huge Taking Back Sunday fan. Ah, sure. So we love yeah we love doing like back and forth stuff and you know that like we love like doing thick layers of vocals and stuff like that so that that it just worked out that way you know it was it was a really fun process it comes out very well too so in that process do you also help with lyric writing and everything um on paradise yes okay on paradise there was there was some songs where ollie wrote all himself Mm mm-hmm uh, and there were some songs where him and I would go back and forth and write stuff together. And that was like a new step for both of us because like in previous bands and other projects and things, I was like, I I write the lyrics and for Broadside, he wrote the lyrics. Ah. So like we were like, well, you know, we both do this stuff. <laughs> like, let's put our <laughs> minds together. And I think that the result of that has been some of our coolest stuff. Well, I, mean, I mean, I'm biased, but it's like, sure. it works, works like it's a new, you know, it's a new area working with another lyricist mm-hmm. on lyrics. So it was, it was kind of weird at first, but we found a really cool middle ground and I, I, I really, I had fun. Like I writing with that, writing lyrics with that dude. It's really fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I also think you can tell there as well. So how did that process work where you're like anything you specifically like fought over? Like you were like, I have to have that in because I think it really rounds out the song. No, not really. We're, we were very like, like we're super like cooperative. Good. I will actually know that thing about it. Damn. There, there <laughs> were like some moments where it was like, uh, I, yeah, I guess like there there was there was one moment when we were like well, it was a couple of moments where we were writing and it's like we'd have this line and basically those moments came from like him and I together were like this is awesome and yeah. then Kyle would be like I he by the way like seriously the best producer and the best guy ever not nice. throwing shade he was, he'd be <laughs> like you know I, you know I don't know you know because we were like weird dudes and we like do weird stuff sometimes <laughs> so yeah he was he had to tame our really weird thoughts from time to time gotcha. <laughs> it, that was the only time, and there was like one instance. I can't. It was like a lyric or something. He was like, "That's weird," and we were like, "We want it." And he was like, All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess on that same note, then it's something I definitely wanted to ask because if you're writing those tracks with Ollie, were both of you behind? Who cares? Um, dang. Okay. To be honest, I actually wrote a verse for Who Cares, and. And I was like, I'm not using it because Ollie wrote like, I love Ollie's verses that he wrote. Like he, like him and I love that like joke about joke about your own misery in yeah. order to get over it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like we always do that. And and when people hear it, it definitely puts them off. So sorry if you've ever heard us joke about our 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 uh our little you know detachments from realities. Sure. Um. But uh. But Ollie, no, Ollie wrote that whole thing like like the only thing writing wise that i would help with as far as like the vocals go and it's just his lyrics and just his melodies there's, mm-hmm. i would just like i would just you know adjust melodies from from time to time and just like rearrange stuff that was like my whole favorite thing that, uh, but the studio is my favorite thing so like doing all that stuff i i take a lot of pleasure in doing that oh very nice well yeah i guess in that track i meant comedy or sense of humor wise did that come from like the whole entire band like you guys being completely behind a track like that yeah Yeah, absolutely we're all we all are like that and it was funny because like we we actually started this thing on snapchat we just kept saying like all the miserable stuff in our lives on snapchat and someone shouts who cares in the background (laughs) 
<laughs> and like, it, and it, that's how it started. We just like went to Starbucks one day and we yelled "Who cares?" at everybody, and like we would say miserable stuff, and they'd shout "Who cares?" and like it was the dumbest little thing. And then we had this like unwritten song lyrically, and we we're like, "What do we write about?" You know, like there's so many different directions, so many things, you know. Right. And then uh, I think Ollie was the one that was like, dude, let's just like write it about <laughs> like joking about our misery and stuff. And it, just, it worked so well. I love doing that. Yeah. It was a blast. No, I think it really does. So the dynamic between the band itself. So you guys enjoy comedy. Is there anything specific? Like, do you guys have any stand-up comedians that you try and see? Do you have any, you know, comedy shows or anything that you enjoy a lot? Um. Yeah, we we watch we watch a bunch of comedy like stand ups. Most of the stand ups that we love to watch are like like classics. Oh sure. Like personally, I'm I'm a huge fan of like I love George Carlin oh, yeah. and uh Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Like old Eddie Murphy. I watch that all like on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> um recently got into uh like I listened to I listened to someone recently, was it? I don't know, they were good, but it's like I I love like we like Louis C.K. a lot. Oh sure, you know those are those are stuff. They're pretty general favorites, but they are our favorites. They're good for a reason. That totally makes sense. I just I love it sometimes when I hear the comedy aspect come out in a track. It's layered, obviously. You know, within that album, you can definitely yeah. hear it. But yeah, to hear a track like that, I just loved it because of the difference between right now, you know, especially anywhere you go, when people talk about the terrible things that happen to them, no one's joking around anymore about it. So to hear a track like that, it's like, oh, it's okay because people go through terrible things all the time and you have to be able to laugh about it. Exactly. That's our way of getting through the terrible moments, you know? Perfect. That's how I am as well. So that's, that's awesome. But yeah. This album, like, it's that perfect summertime pop punk that can be listened to anytime. Thanks, man. I'm a huge fan of Old Bones as well. That's one of my favorite pop punk albums. Oh, wow. Thank you. Well, tell me, let's go back a little bit, because you had mentioned you were in previous bands before Broadside. What started you in music to begin with? Um, dang, man. (laughs) Well, long, long time ago... Uh, in like ninth grade, I started, we, me and a couple of friends, we started a band. Um, it was not good. <laughs> um, but what, not whatever. We, you know what? We were 15. We were sick. Yeah. There you go. But yeah. You guys were awesome. We like, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we had this band and then we put out an EP when we were like 16, 15 or 16 or something. And then like this other band in Richmond, uh, was like around the same, time is is broadside uh then it it was battle ghost they found me and they're like hey you're good you want to be in a band and basically stole me from my first band Uh. and the old drummer of broadside saw me in that band and was like dude you're good do you want to be in this band instead and then like like my old band started to fizzle a little bit so i was like yeah yeah (laughs) and that was i did a couple of tours with them like way back in the day Mm -hmm. like filled in so we were already like boys and stuff but um, we had this, like, I was on the way home from a tour with my, my older band, and and uh, actually, uh, like, they always talked about it, but Ollie was the one to call me, and he was like, yo, dude, we're about to do this thing, I want you to be a part of it, you want to do it? And I was like, and we already agreed in my old band, like, we were about to, like, break up when the, when we got home, so I was uh, like, yeah. That worked out. And then and then here, here we are. Oh, very nice. Now, your older previous band... Was that the same style? Was it in the pop punk genre, or do you listen to other styles as well? Um, I think with that band, definitely it was in that pop punk realm. Okay. Uh, I listen to tons of tons of things. Like I, I, I try to broaden my horizons as much as possible. Uh, but yeah, that that was within the same wave. I think a little bit. What do you listen to now? Is there anything different, you know, different genres? Do you listen to hardcore? Do you listen to country? Like, what's your normal play around? Is there anything recently that you've really grown attached to? Um, recently, the, the most recent thing that's outside of our little world is probably, I would say, I would say Julian Baker. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I say her name in a lot of interviews. Yeah. Stuff, but like, she it's like she's undeniably talented and really good and that and that's like outside of our realm right 
But it's like I cannot stop listening to that her her first record at all, and it came it came out a while ago. I yeah, say like almost two years ago or something like that, maybe. But man, it's it's really good. Yeah, no, <laughs> that that's something I've I liked. I knock knock loose is is really really good. Oh sure, yeah. Can't stop listening to their record. Super talented. Um, but it's like you know. Yeah, I, I, like as far as like ones that are like on the brain at this moment, those two that are outside of the world, those, those are they're, they're both really good. And there's like tons other, obviously. Oh sure, you would be surprised maybe of how many times Julian Baker's name comes up when I talk to people, even in the scene of metalcore and metal and all that kind of stuff. People still bring up her name. She's undeniably talented. No, like very true. Unbelievably talented. Well, tell me this then. Let's very go. Cool. There seems to be like a, there's just a little bit of a delay. That's the only. I noticed that. Okay. It's not just me. <laughs> no, it's All definitely right. not you. So yeah, okay. I, it's just going to happen to us. I don't, it's, it happens with phones sometimes, especially with this kind of thing. Okay. Fair enough. I was like, man. But yeah, man, I definitely did want to ask you, and I know some of these questions are a little cliche, but I'm always really interested. And I think the audience is interested. So you started in other bands before Broadside, but what was your inspiration to pick up a guitar like did you have aspirations of being a vocalist at one point and then now that's kind of coming to fruition a little bit or were you always like guitar that's what i want to do um i always i mean like i started like the first thing i ever did was like start sing, like i started singing all the time when i was like five mm-hmm. um picked up piano when I, was out when I was seven nice and then guitar when i was like 13 and i think that like I wanted to be a singer when I was like six or something stupid. And then <laughs> that went away. Sure. And then once I picked up a guitar again and I started that first band, I started like, we all looked around the room and we're like, who's going to sing? And then everyone took turns singing. And then I sang and they were like, well, you're that you. And I was <laughs> like, Oh, I, I didn't know. I don't know. I didn't know. You know, it was just, it just kind of came back. It came back around. And then I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do both. So, right. I mean, like I remember being, like I was like five or something, and my dad put changed my life by putting on Enema of the State. Ah, and and that struck the craziest no pun intended. It struck the craziest <laughs> chord within me, and I was like, "That I need more of that in my life." And then I kept searching for that sound in other places, mm-hmm. which is pretty much how the genre was born. I would I guess. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Like I I started hearing things that I liked but like certain notes I didn't like and I was like I wish they would have gone to this note or I wish they would have dropped this part you know and then I was like well, I'll just start doing it myself that basically because <laughs> I want like I was like everyone's got stuff they want to hear and some and in like internally and sometimes they uh they don't hear it so like your mind wants to hear it so that's that's going to be a really pleasing thing to get it out so I, don't know, I guess that's where the writing thing comes from I think that's a great way to look at it yeah it's I don't know thought process. yeah <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone give that style of answer before, but I really like it. If you want to hear something, go out and do it yourself. Yeah. So you were front man of that original band, playing guitar and singing at the same time. I think a lot of people don't give people enough credit for being able to do that because that is a lot more difficult than you know taking the mic and doing vocals yourself or doing the guitar yourself. Is that something that you've just grown accustomed to? Yeah, I've I've always been, you know, I like to, like, if I'm singing, I usually like to be holding a guitar. I just kind of, like, grew up with it through, like, every band. Right. So I guess I'm just accustomed to it, yeah. However, we did this tour with Real Friends. Um, there's a band on that tour called Tiny Moving Parts. Oh, and yeah. I didn't think it was, like, the shit or anything, <laughs> but I was like, I'm okay. You know, I can hold my own, I think. Mm-hmm. And then fucking this guy Dylan from Tiny Moving Parts is up here dancing around, jumping around, air tapping, <laughs> playing like insanely hard shit, and then starts like singing while he's doing it. And I'm like, dude, are you like I that like I wanted to stop then. <laughs> yes, well, I guess you needed to quit. Always room for improvement, I guess. <laughs> I am totally with you. Their last album was really good, came out of nowhere, and then that was actually the first time I've ever seen them live, and I was blown away by their performance as well. Same, their performances, oof, so good. When you were out on that tour, did you watch 
all the bands multiple times or was it one of those things where you're like oh i gotta take care of my own thing or did you like space out time where you're like i'm I always gonna watch this band i de- i just there were times where I, I would be like i've i've heard this set like 12 times i'm gonna give 13 a rest sure. and i'll come back 14 something yeah. like that but like no like i we we collectively watched a lot of everybody's set and it you know and it was more just because like this package was interesting like yeah there was different sounds there was different vibes between the bands like we have a certain sound real friends has a certain sound nothing nowhere is like like hip-hop with guitars right weird down tempo sad stuff which is like incredible like tiny moving parts is like you know airy like like almost like indie rock i want to say i don't know almost, I, it's yeah hard- Genre. they're just crazy minnesota dudes that tap on guitars and then like have mercies like you know they have their sound right I'm bad at but like uh, <laughs> everything was so different that you were just like always entertained because it's it's not what you're doing so it's like it's not monotonous right. so you, you find pleasure in watching the same thing every day you really do no that's very true when you want to go out on tour like when everything's being set up do you hope for a tour where you've got different genres in one or do you also enjoy going out there with you know pop punk bands or punk bands whatever you want to call it does that work better for you oh we enjoy all forms of it like we i love touring with bands that that sound like us i think that's awesome um but it's it, it that was like an that was a with the exception of warp tour like that was an occasion where in a, where like it was a venue tour and there were so many different sounds on a on one like small package, so right. it, it it was kind of it was like rare to, to us. It was like a new thing for us, so it was it was just it, it was cool. It was cool to have like a change of flavor. Like we don't have any preference though. We love we love touring with bands that are cool and nice <laughs> people. Exactly. You mentioned Warp Tour, and I believe you have a track on Paradise called Summer Stain, which is about your experience of Warp Tour, right? Um, not, uh, it was more so the experience that happened after. Ah, sure. No, that's a good way to look at it. That was a new thing for us. Yeah. Well, tell me about that experience at Warp Tour in general, because there are people that love it. There are people that hate it. Like, do you miss it right now, knowing that it's going on? I miss it so much. Oh, yeah. I miss it so much right now. I'm like, Joe, I feel like the kid, I feel like everybody just graduated high school and is going to beach week. (laughs) And I to summer school it's not fair and it's not fair you know but it's like you know it's all good but like i miss it a lot like it's one of those things where you know you're in it and first off the experience is insane like you meet so many people and you have so many moments at a time you can't even keep track like so many amazing things and like watching incredible bands you learn a lot you know it's summer camp right it's really it really is like that and if there's a point in the tour when you're like, holy shit, it's hot. It's really hot. I, I, I can't breathe. It's I can sweat. I can't not sweat. Right. I've drank nine waters and I haven't peed all day. <laughs> like it's just that hot all the time. And you're like, you're in that mindset. You're like, oh, it's hot. I'm tired. It's hot. But and and then you and then it ends. And the second it ends, you're like, that was the most amazing thing in the world. There we go. And that's where all the that song stuff. comes from. That was absolutely incredible. Yeah. But like that, you know, we. We had such a fun summer, you know, and we didn't expect to like much, but like we were getting really cool crowds, you know, for us, we were like, we're seeing, you know, 300, 400, maybe like sometimes even 500 people show up and we're like, what the hell? Like, you know, like, you know, every time I die is playing, you know that, right? Yeah. They're playing there. Why, what are you doing here? You know, kind of thing. <laughs> and, uh, and that was a new experience for us. And, you know, we're, we're, you know, experiencing all this like exposure and like we're seeing growth, like literally day by day, like people, like crowds were growing and stuff. And we're like, holy shit, I didn't even know that was a thing. Right. And uh, it was so much fun. And the experience after was just like, I don't know, it was weird. Like, it was weird because we're going like from 100, 100, 100, like poop, drop down, and then have like nothing. Right. And that was like the first time we've experienced all that like validation and in, in, you know, like they're like, oh, people actually care. And there was something about the transition between go, go, go to a dead stop in a lonely room. And, you know, like everybody's at work, right? like living their lives, all your friends are graduating and getting married. And it's, it's a weird little transition. You just sit in your room alone in the dark and it's like, ugh. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's alone in the dark. It's, hard. it's it's weird, man. It was a weird one. It was a weird first. That was the first time we ever experienced that as a band. Mm-hmm. You know that like that weird the de- de- post tour depression that Babylon that comes from you know seeing being a part of like the entire world at one time and then just being left out of it not for any like reason it's just like i don't know it was just weird it's a weird little mental state for us there and that's that's what we wrote that whole song about was just that feeling that came after no that totally makes sense i mean yeah you're working on a schedule over and over again doing something that you enjoy i would kind of guess it might be the way that you're feeling now after getting off the tour with real friends kind of being in a relatively like limbo state. Yeah, a little bit. You definitely feel the presence a little bit, but I I think that, uh, the last warp tour, like the post warp tour was, was probably worse because it was just, it was such an insanely high, high Mm -hmm. and such insanely low, low at the same time. Yeah. It happened. In, in this kind of, you know, career job thing, you know, you have the highs of highs and you sit alone in a room and you think too much. That gotcha. happens. All good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why we write records, so we can get this shit off our chest. <laughs> that is very true. That's a good way to look at it, for sure. So, right now, you said you're in Virginia, right? Yes, I am. What is the scene like there? Because we do have audience members that are listening in Virginia, and I have heard nothing but bad things. What are you doing to pass your time while you're there? Nothing but bad things? Yeah, I have not heard one good thing. I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, it's cool. Like, Richmond is weird, man. It's, it's very, uh, it's very, like, you have to earn it. Okay. Kind of. Sure. It's like, if you can, you know, you can have a bunch of shows here and stuff, but it's like, it's a weird little community that you have to, it's like a cool kid click. Ah. You have to like break into it. And then, but like once the city and like the scene accepts you and, and likes you, they like, you have, you like, they like you forever. Like they're not going to go anywhere though. You know, gotcha. that's one we've noticed is like kids that came out to shows, you know, a while ago, like they came out, like they still come out to all these shows and it's, it's crazy to see like faces from like literally like from my old bands to Ollie's old bands and like everybody's old bands like from like six years ago still come out and say hi and stuff. Oh that's, wow, that's nuts, you know. So it's a very abrasive, very like take care of you city. Have to like show, show your teeth a little and like earn <laughs> it a little. So when you're home like you are now, do you go out and watch other live music then? Yeah, I do when I can. Uh, Richmond gets passed over from time to time because it's not a, it's not an A market. So right. like, you know, a lot of bigger packages and a lot of other bands will pass over. And that's, I understand. That's okay. I get it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, but like when I, when I can, absolutely. I love going to shows. I'll, I, I got like, I like going to local shows too, like just to see, you know, what people are doing around the city and, and stuff like that. Is Warp Tour coming around that area? Would you be able to at least go and hang out? I do. I it's there. Like Virginia Beach Day is is the closest to Richmond. It's like an hour and a half. I think or two hours. Okay. And, uh, I'm like I'm like on vacation the day of the Virginia Beach Day, which oh. totally now because there's so many friends I want to go see. Right. I might make a drive up to whenever the next one is. Mm-hmm. Um, make Columbia maybe or something. I don't know. But uh, whatever the next date is, I might like make make that drive. Just I'm gonna be on vacation. Gotcha. Well, I mean, you definitely deserve it. You've had a great album come out. You've been touring nonstop, <laughs> so it makes sense to have a vacation. I appreciate it. <laughs> Is there any specific thing you're doing on vacation? I don't mean like specific location or anything, but for a vacation that you're taking, is there anything you normally like to do? Um, I like to. Mm, that's a good one. I like to do. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm go like this is. We're going to like another country. Oh, nice. So. I'm probably, dude, I don't know. I think I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to read a book on the beach. Nice. That's going to be my goal for this one. All right. But I'm going to get burnt up while I do it. So <laughs> it's kind of, kind of. Well, look, you have to make sacrifices, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> so what, and that's actually a good question because I, you know, I enjoy talking about multiple things other than music as well. Do you have a book that you're planning on reading? Well, there was one that I, I started, we, we went into this Barnes and Nobles on tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, we found, like, this table with, like, $5 books. And we were like, well, yeah, that's not going <laughs> to not happen, you know. 
Sure. So everybody had a bunch of books, and I started reading the, the Art of War, and like, I read like five chapters, and then I like lost it in the van forever. <laughs> so I thought, right? Like I, I, I thought I left it in like Pittsburgh or something. I and my book, but I found it like the last day of tour or something. I was like, hey, look at that. So now I'm gonna like pick it back up. Oh, very nice. Is that normally the style of book you read? Are you an all-over type person? Um, I want to say that I I read a lot, but I really don't. <laughs> I, sure. Like I like it in in doses and yeah. stuff. Like like every every like couple of months or something, I'll I'll try to pick up a book and like go for it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Ollie is like a big reader. He uh. reads a lot. Well, didn't he just put out like a small book of poems and photographs and everything? I think he did. I think he did like uh it was like before tour, I think it was. He put out like a po- like a like a poetry collection. Yeah, it was like I think if I'm not mistaken, it was taken like around the time that you guys were working on Paradise. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like toward the tail end of the studio, something like that. Or I can't remember. It was around the time. It was like January. Well, that makes sense. I mean, from what I've seen, from what he does, he seems to be pretty big into photography. He did the picture for Old Bones. Do you have any major hobbies outside of music? My hobbies outside of music are like more music. Like there you go. I love like I love like writing. Like I always write like my own stuff on the side. Mm-hmm. I have like a little dish, a little pot, like a little pan of like. 10 songs right now that are like f- like fully recorded and everything that I'm like I don't know what I'm going to do with it. <laughs> just oh, wow. like just, um but you know just I love I I like I like writing uh, like I like writing lyrics and writing music and like I actually like uh I've started producing a lot and mm-hmm. like co-writing with bands and stuff. There's like uh two bands from here in Richmond actually. Uh one is uh Centerfold and I uh, I was helping do some producing and stuff like that uh, for nice. their new for their new full length that mm-hmm. they have coming out later in the year, and uh, that was a really fun experience because they're you know they're friends and and uh, it was cool like working on a sound that's outside of my own you know I like I like working with other people on on music all the time and right. uh, I'm actually about to go up to Maryland and do a lot more I'm like gonna work on their stuff. And then I'm working, there's another band from Richmond called She's a Legend that's going to come in and do a couple of songs and stuff. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Like, I, I, like I'm very new to the producing world, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's so much fun. I love doing it. That's a good thing, actually, I wanted to talk about because you had mentioned earlier on you really enjoyed being in the studio. So how did that all come about? Was it just you went and you were working on broadside stuff and then you were like, hey, I also want to learn something here? Or did you already kind of know going in that you were interested? Um, I didn't really know until we went into Old Bones. We went into Old Bones and like uh, uh, we had like nine demos and Al and I worked out together and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, you know, we didn't put too much hard work into them, but we did put work into them, you know, definitely. Right. And we went in and we're like, hey, Kyle. Uh, we got these nine songs, and he was like, "Cool, dude. Uh, I don't, I don't know. What, I just like this one." And we're like, <laughs> "So we had to like write the whole record." Dude. Right. But like, my dumb brain was like, "Oh, dude, I have this idea. Let's go right here, and then go this, and then we just like started go. I just went in this weird little spazzy little tantrum of songwriting. Sure. And like right then, and, and like w- w- working with Kyle on that that kind of stuff. Like then is when I was like, I I want to do this more. I think. And then, uh, you know, I started doing it pretty much like I wanted to do it after that. But I started dabbling then. That's great. It's not only good to be able to take care of your music side, but then also to understand everything that's going on in the studio could help in the future, too. Like, is a goal of yours to be able to, yeah. yeah, maybe completely produce the next Broadside album? Well, I mean, you know, like, uh, we, we all like had a say on a bunch of stuff uh for like paradise mm-hmm. um but as far as like produce like I, i'll i don't know if i could ever like truthfully take like full credit for it okay but i definitely like have i don't know i i don't want to sound mean like i don't know i like my i like my dude. i like working with my dudes and stuff i i definitely like will put my opinion on on all things 
all the time when it comes yeah. to recording. And it's not because I'm like a controlling person or anything like that, but it's like, I don't know. I love, I just love doing it so much. That I'm just, it's just like my biggest passion as far as being in the band. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it sounds great that you get to work with other bands already that you're moving in that direction to, you know, appease what you actually like as well. So, I mean, as a hobby that could turn into a career. Oh, sure. I just like doing it, (laughs) but yeah. (laughs) Very true. What else music wise, you know, I'm assuming that you practice a lot. Is there anything else that you do hobby wise for music? All right. I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm like the worst guitar player because I like (laughs) never practice and I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I barely know anything about equipment. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I know a little bit more. Like, honestly, this real friend store, I was like, all right, I need to stop being an asshole and learn stuff about the thing I do. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, what's this? What's this? Hey, Dave, what's this? Hey, Eric, what's this? And I just started asking a bunch of questions. Right. I'm sure they were like, please shut up, but they're super helpful. <laughs> <laughs> is that normally something that Niles takes care of then? Niles is very in tune with, like, gear and like tones and stuff and so is pat but like before like real friends i was doing research and stuff and pat and i sat down and we like worked on the tones for a while and that was the first time i've ever like looked into gear as in depth as i I should have been doing kind of thing gotcha (laughs) but that's fine (laughs) yeah it's fine don't worry hey secret safe all right no one's gonna hear this it's fine all right thanks man don't tell anybody (laughs) Well, let me ask you one more producing question before we move on to something else. Is there any particular band that you would love to work with in the studio? All Time Low. Ah, there we go. Okay. Love that band. Yeah. They're super talented and like they write, they just write such good stuff, man. And their the collaborations they've done are really good. They they have a really good knack for doing pop stuff but it's not pop at all kind of thing you know there's a lot of depth to the musicality that they put out while maintaining like a like a pop like you know like impression you know it's it's like my dream kind of thing just to have like depth in the music but then people listen to it yeah yeah absolutely they're i don't know they're they're super talented that's that's pretty much it Well, I'm assuming I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. What do you think of the new material that has come out so far from them? I love the new stuff. It's really good. I, I think they did an, an insanely great job on the new record. Yeah, I've given the whole thing like two passes through. Yeah. Need, like two more to, to, to really let it marinate. My favorite song is Nightmares, though. That song is so damn good. Like, their singles are incredible. The record's good, but that song is awesome. I think now I'm going to have to go back and listen to it again based on your suggestion. I I enjoy it. I have no problem going back and listening to things multiple times, so (laughs) I will make sure to do that. I swear. So I wanted to go back to Paradise for a second here, and I wanted to bring up the track Disconnect. I wanted to ask because that has to do a lot with technology, correct? Yeah. I think that, like, you know... uh, so Ollie, Ollie wrote that song, mm-hmm. um, but I, like the biggest thing is like, and honestly, we're we're probably the biggest hypocrites in the world because all the <laughs> stuff that we'll like complain about, like we do it too, it's fun, but it's like as far as that goes, that's definitely, uh, it's like people people will put so much of themselves into like an online persona, you know, and it's like everybody's chasing the validation, and you know they they're chasing likes and stuff like that, that like un that, that non like thirst quenching, uh, currency of, you know, validation that exists on like social platforms. And it's, we do it too, you know, like we're not going to pretend like we aren't like, you know, you're posting stuff because we want people to see it, you know, that's kind of like, that's, that's a business in in a sense. Uh, but it's like, sometimes people can think, too much of themselves into, you know, a device. And, and, and in a way, they're, like, dehumanizing themselves sometimes, you know. And uh, it's nice to step away from a while and just be like, hey, wow, look at this guy. It's nice, huh? <laughs> you, know? you forget Absolutely. to look at stuff sometimes when, you're, when your face is buried in it. And I'm, like, I'm suspect number one. So, like, <laughs> I'm not on shade on anybody. Right. What you just said leads me into what I wanted to ask about. You know, I go to live music all the time. 
And then obviously I have the music podcast. So I talk not only to talented people like yourself, but also to my co-host that we do the weekly show and we debate things and we talk music. One of the big things that I have an issue with is people using their cell phones the entire time that they're watching a live band. So not saying that they're texting like, you know, shit like that happens, but like actually filming or taking pictures the entire time. And I just wonder, does that song have anything to do with that at all? Like, what are your feelings as a band who sees that all the time? Like, do you miss the older days where that didn't happen as much? I mean, I get it. Like, I, I don't, I don't mind. I, I believe in like a 20, 2080, like 2080 split. Sure. I, I think that people should, like, I, I enjoy that people take videos and take pictures. That is, that is okay. Mm-hmm. But, like, take, like, a couple and, like, film a Snapchat video, film a video for, like, a short video for Twitter for, like, a song or something. And then, and then my vote is, after that, like, cool, like, you spread word about the band. You know, you're helping spread stuff. You're, you are making people a part of your life. That's what you want. All right, fine. That's cool with you. That's what you want to do. That's okay. You can mm-hmm. do that. Right. But, like, I do it for like, like five, like five minutes or something, if that's what you want, and then like enjoy the show, you know. Like the like the phone, you like the phone is doing what bands are doing. Like the phone exists so people can, in a sense, run away from a lot of their problems. I, I again, suspect number one. That's me. <laughs> but that's like a going to a show. That's what you're doing. Like you're like escaping all the trials and tribulations that you have in life. You know. Right. And I think that it's shows are shows are important because like everybody is like having a like a unifying moment mm-hmm. you know right and i think that you know like the phone thing is cool but i think sometimes it can like uh dilute it a little you know it's just like it's cool i i, I people are gonna do it and that's fine but it's like some i like to be a part of the moment sometimes i like to look at like when i go to a show i like to you know film film a little video and then like sit back and watch the singer make like a weird face and I'm like cool <laughs> that dude made a really weird face and I'm never going to forget that forever that memory is mine and mine alone right. kind of thing yeah. oh that makes sense and yeah the reason why I kind of brought it up too was because I noticed that when Real Friends was on stage when they were playing with you guys they made a specific point during the one track to ask everyone to put their phones away and I think I'm starting to see that a little bit more with some bands where they are asking people hey be in the moment. There are plenty of other videos of us that you can go watch at any time. You know, be here with us right now. True. It's and, true, yeah. I think that those moments are really important, you know. They're very, I don't know, they're very, uh, they're freeing. They're freeing moments, you know. Everyone should get to experience it. And I don't think, I don't know, I, I like that. I like that That bands like Real Friends and stuff will be like, you know, that's cool if you do that for a little bit. But hey, this one, not this one. This one's mine. Right. This one's our moment together. No one else gets to be a part of it. Exactly. When you tour around, do you see any areas where maybe that's more at a minimum, or is it just widespread? Um, my memory is awful, <laughs> uh, but I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say Boston was really engaging. You know, Sorta. like I'm pretty sure that was the <laughs> one where I looked out. I, I could be wrong. I like I there, I know there's a balcony at that yes that venue. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, like everyone that was like crowd surfing and screaming and finger pointing, like those those moments were like awesome because that was that was probably one of the best shows on the tour, honestly. Oh, very Boston. nice. But yep. like you know when you have those moments where it's like people are like having their internal moment and you're having your your moment with them, you know, like that's that's. There's no feeling like that, dude. It's sick. And I think Boston was, I want to say Boston was like the least phone-driven show. I want to say. Maybe I was, yeah, maybe I was just standing in the wrong area. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed it a little bit more because I'm 6'5". Believe me, I never stand in the front. I always stand in the back because I don't want to block anyone. So when people put their phones up, it specifically blocks me. Dang. So that's that's why I bring it up. <laughs> but that doesn't happen to everyone. All right. So let me see. How has Victory been with the two albums? Oh, they've been they've been awesome. Like they they're like super supportive like they're very like 
you know, ha- hands on and like they want to be a, a part of it, mm-hmm. you know, like they want to be a part of the process and they want to be a part with every step. And, you know, there's a point where you're like, well, maybe it's because, you know, they just, they want to, you know, just be, watch over. But it's like they genuinely, like, they do, they do genuinely care about, like, a lot of the stuff that we do, like, in the studio and stuff. They, uh, you know, they just enjoy that. They enjoy that process of doing it, you know. And they're they're really hard workers, and they, uh, I don't know, they they've been they've been awesome. Honestly, nothing to complain about at all. That's very good to hear. No, that's awesome. So I think that covers everything music wise. And I do like to kind of end with this question because I also do a separate show called Ian Hates Movies. So I wanted to ask you: Are you a movie person? <laughs> um. I feel like I'm, I want to say yes, but I feel like <laughs> I'm generic, you know? So you I, like the basic I'm movies that come out? and Pebbles. <laughs> the basic movies? I'm a, yeah, I'm basic. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, is it just you see a movie on a trailer and you're like, ah, you know, that looks pretty good. I'm going to go see that. Or do you mean you have like specific like, favorites? I love, I, I love movies, mm-hmm. like death. I adore movies. But I I feel like all the movies that I adore are like basic. Like <laughs> one of my like I I I watched um last night I watched uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh, okay. I've seen that movie maybe maybe eight times. Wow. Every single time I'm on a flight, I I watch it. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like there should be, I should be experiencing more stuff, but I'm just like I love this. And gotcha. Like, Stuff like that, like Harry Potter, Star Wars. So basically, you have your favorites. So it's not that you're constantly looking for new movies to love. It's like you find something new, you're fine with watching it over and over again until the next thing comes along, and you're like, oh, I'll watch that over and over again. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's that's completely fine. That's, that's a different way of watching a movie. Is there anything that you're looking forward to specifically coming out this summer? Um... This summer, I don't, I don't know. Recently, like box office movies, I'm not really that interested in. Sure, it's either like a sequel of something that doesn't need to be a sequel, or right. like I another Avengers movie. And I'm like, I like the Avengers and stuff, but like, all that I, that's just too much super. <laughs> I need super in my life. Sure, I can understand that. Well, look, I want to congratulate you on a great album. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I really enjoy that album. You're going to hear it in the review we do as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm a huge fan of Old Bones as well. Um, I'm just really a big fan of what you guys do in general. So it was very great to get a chance to speak with you. I'm going to have links for everything Broadside in the description of this episode so people can support you. But for right now, what's the best way to support you and Broadside? Um, well, we do have pre-orders, physical pre-orders up at victory, I want to say victorymerch.com forward slash broadside Mm -hmm. or forward slash paradise. Um, those are, those are sick. And like, honestly, running that, running those plays on like Spotify, like we, we get that streaming is the way of the future. So if you want to stream on Spotify, go, go ahead. Ain't nobody going to be mad. We, (laughs) we, We, I do it. So, no worries. And I believe for both albums, Old Bones and Paradise, there's a separate commentary track that you can do for all of them as well. Yeah, Ollie did like a commentary section for, for both records and stuff. And you can listen to that and hear him talk, like give his interpretations on all the songs and like all that stuff. It's pretty cool. Very nice. Well, Dorian, thank you so much for being on the show. This was a lot of fun. I wish you nothing but the best with broadside and also i really hope you enjoy your vacation <laughs> thank you dude thank you so much man we, we really appreciate the support and it, that means a lot more than you think i really do appreciate it thanks I, for having me I oh. appreciate it and i hope my vacation is fun i think it's gonna be cool <laughs> exactly just like i said man i'm a huge fan i know the audiences too they're gonna really like hearing this i know they love the album so once again congrats on paradise and hopefully i'll speak to you soon Thanks, man. Hope to talk to you soon, too. Thank you.
All right, everyone, I am back. And what you just heard was A Better Way off Broadside's album, Old Bones. I hope you enjoy that conversation with Dorian. There was a slight delay with the phone service, but I think it came out fine. You could hear us mention it once in the talk, but it wasn't that bad. Once again, I'd like to thank Dorian for coming on the show. I'd also like to thank Tom from Victory for setting all of this up. Much appreciated. Remember that there are links in the description of this episode to follow everything Broadside and Dorian are doing. Once again, make sure to pick up Paradise. It really is the perfect summer pop-punk album. And lastly, don't forget to support Ian Hates Music. There are also links in the description of the episode to follow us on all social media. And don't forget about the weekly show where my co-host Jackson and I talk all the scene news, new songs, album reviews, and really anything we want to. You can find all of that plus lots of Ian Hates Music Conversation Editions all for free. Thank you again to Dorian. Thank you again to Tom. I'm going to leave you with one of the tracks we talked about in the conversation. It's called Who Cares? And once again, it's off the brand new album, Paradise. So I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.